This is a Financial Coconut Podcast, Singapore's first personal finance podcast network. My name's Rakesh, and together with Anthony, we scour the net to find worthy financial news and derive insights for all you coconuts. We are part-time investors with an intense full-time career. If we can do it, you can too. So join us every Wednesday for TFC's Weekly Market Up. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Updates. Hello, coconuts. Welcome to another weekly episode with me, Rakesh, where we scour the net to find worthy financial news for you. This week, three stories, but we thought we'd stay a bit Asian. We're going to bring up BYD, Build Your Dream. They haven't had their earnings yet. But they have released some news, so we want to tell you about that and possible uptick in that stock. Next, J&J and 3M file for bankruptcy. We want to inform you of some something that we call the Texas Two-Step, I think in the, in the US it's called. Anthony's going to take us through that. And last but not least, Parkway Life re-earnings. Possible uptick here. Where to put your money during this sort of uncertain times. This could be a good, safer way. Uh, as opposed to, of course, holding cash or putting it in FD. Listen in and let us know your thoughts. Let's get to it. Hey, Coconuts. Welcome back to Weekly Market Updates with me, Rakesh. And Anthony, welcome to another week. Hey, Kong Si Fat Yeah. We got a break <laughs> last week. <laughs> yes. Yes, we did. We had a little party ourselves. So that would be, that's nice, you know, have some food ah, to chat. Right. The, the one that I did not turn up to. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Correct. <laughs> Don't worry, I ate for you, bro. I got you. Okay. Good. Yeah. You can unpack for me. <laughs> no, I wish. Yeah. Damn it. No one brought. No one. No one actually brought Angpo to give. But ah. I had a lot of Ferrero Rochers for you also. Okay. Lucky I never go. <laughs> <laughs> then you give everyone. <laughs> that is a very very apt for an investing podcast, right? We just talk about money. Yeah. That, that is the meaning of Chinese New Year. Ah, fair enough, ah. man. All right, uh, folks. Hope everyone we, has a good break. Absolutely, I think it's uh, it's the first first one after COVID, right? Technically, yeah. la. Yes, technically, the, the, la, the, Because early like, last year doesn't count. No la, and, and last year we couldn't really get the. I I remember like shuttling to like different houses last year and like worrying about guest limits and all that kind of stuff because mm, I'm a law abiding yeah. citizen, right? Um, right, I of course. Not, but but I was so so yeah. This, this year yeah. was good. Yeah, I don't know anybody that isn't a law-abiding citizen. I don't know what you're talking about. And, and some people do <laughs> yeah. Some people jaywalk also, la, you know. <laughs> you look around, no policeman, no jaywalk. <laughs> but not right. me, yeah, I mean, so some a, people. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. Not you also. Um, but yeah, the, you know, people go visiting. Yeah, it's the first time, no limit. Literally go in, gamble, do, do whatever. Don't worry about it. But no gambling at home, right? Because you're law-abiding citizen. Is it? Uh, that one I didn't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cannot gamble. Cannot gamble. Cannot gamble. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We play Madro for fun. Yes. Ah, <laughs> uh, can, can, can. And keep yeah, your yeah, mind yeah. shut. Correct. 
Yeah. <laughs> okay. Now that we have exhausted the small talk, we have <laughs> we have three stories for you. <laughs> All right, folks. Three stories. We are quite Asian. Yeah. The exception of J and J. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. We, yeah. Surprisingly, maybe, maybe we should yeah, just I go know. into like an Asia-focused podcast and like not do tech anymore. Tech is depressing. Uh it can be Asian tech. Uh, Asian, yeah, Asian, <laughs> Asian, Asian, Asian. Not, not, not US tech. US tech got to wait for about six months. Yeah, give it all. We ride the next wave. Yeah, man. All right. So we kick things off here with BYD, Build Your Dream. They, right. have re- they have not had their earnings yet, but they have released some numbers. We want to talk about that in anticipation for their earnings call. We then move on to our next story, which is J&J. And last but not least, Parkway Life read earnings. Anthony has been wanting to talk about this for forever. I think it's boring, oh, nah. but you know, it's just because my my kid went to Mount E two weeks back, mm. and then I got a shock, like really a shock when I got a bill. Like I must figure right. out who owns this, and it's in Parkway Life read. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't talk about it. Okay. I mean, if you're going to Mount E having lobsters and all that, expect yeah, it, hey, the, lo- the, lo- the lobster chick- <laughs> the lobster chicken clay pot rice actually really quite good. <laughs> <laughs> like better than almost like like legit crystal jade standard at least. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, folks. Now to take you back to reality, let's talk about BYD. So BYD, right. um, as I'm sure you guys know, right, is a electric vehicle giant, right, in based out of China. And one thing they wanted to release was the income that they raised and then actually received last year. Hmm. So they received somewhere around 2.5 billion US, which is about 17 billion yen, Mm -hmm. which is almost 500% of 2021, right? 458 to be perfect, uh, to be be precise. Um, That's insane, right? With the amount of of scale up effectively BYD was doing. And Anthony, you've been talking about BYD, Last year, wasn't it, right? Uh, yeah, towards yeah. the end of last year, since we've been talking about Tesla early last year, we're like, you know, screw this, let's talk about BYD. Yeah. Um, and, and you you did see this, the the impact because they were building out um, the the whole plant and, and all of that then, wasn't it? Yeah, I think we, we talked about it. Um, one, when they were delivering more cars than Tesla, so so they, they mm. could produce more than Tesla. And two, I, I think in, in the context of batteries and like Warren Buffet selling out his thing, that, that sort of stuff as well. So so yeah, I think quite a few stories about BYD last year. Um, but you know the thing is, it's, the EVs are, are a trend now, right? So, and so it might mm. as well talk a bit more about the competition and you know, where where things end up. Like Tesla is not the be all and end all of it. Of course, or Rivian. Yeah, we, we did talk about Rivian. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we did talk about yes. and, and kind of disappeared. <laughs> yeah, Amazon or Amazon. Okay, anyway. Yeah. Yes. Anyway. Um, back to BYD. Yeah. So. You know, they sold 1.8 million units last okay. year, um, which is what, triple what it is, uh, which is which is insane again. It's the amount of, of um, I would say, the scale in which they have done in 2022 was quite insane. Mm. And they've met these sort of demands, yeah. right? Uh, in in um, retrospect, if you look at Tesla, they, they delivered 1.3 million mm-hmm. as opposed to 1.86. Yeah. Uh, but they were still shy of that 1.4 million that Elon Musk wanted. Yep. Right? Um, even so after their year-end discounts, yes, exactly, exactly. 
Um, but I think one of the things to take note about BYT is that number one, they've been mainly in in, in China. They've expanded to mm-hmm. a few other areas in Europe. They are looking at expanding to a few other regions as well in the form of twenty twenty three. They are a bit wary about the US, is what I was reading. Yeah, um, fair. How I mean, to Chinese. how to go ahead and do that? They did yeah, to open exactly. a shell company in Singapore. You know, wash some money here, and then ta-da, I'm now a Singaporean um, EV company. company <laughs> Exactly. Um, and I think one thing I was reading was that they sell their battery tech to Tesla. Yeah. It's what I what I what I what I was reading, which I thought was pretty cool. Wait, yeah. Anthony, you knew this? You didn't tell yeah. me this? No, BYD I think are the second or third largest battery supplier in the world. Right? And and mm. Tesla, contrary to a lot of popular belief, does not produce their own too much of their own batteries. I mean, they have some battery mm. tech, but you know, not not too much. They they get it from like you know a kettle a bit, BYD a bit. Um, I think Panasonic a bit as well. Um, depending on the model. Oh, so so yeah, people think that uh, yeah, Tesla does end to end. They do their own battery tech. They do they do have their own in house batteries, but it's not in all cars. Got it. Got it. Got it. So yeah, I think that there are a lot of things to look out for for BYD. Right. Number one was the fact that they actually do a battery tech that Tesla is buying. Yep. Number two, they were actually quite focused on the middle income. Right, so not mm. premium premium cars, but the volume sales, yeah, right, which kind of makes sense because that's what they were building out the plant for, which is why they can mm. churn out so many cars a year, um, and they're priced under Tesla, right? Yeah, so that's well, that's pretty cool. I, Effectively, you're marketing under Tesla after the last price cut. I think Tesla cut their price first week of this year, right? That's why people are protesting. Yeah. It's like, dude, I bought it last year. One week later, it's like <laughs> seven thousand cheaper. What the hell? <laughs> Well, Tesla, Tesla, Bopin, you see, they got to cut their price in order to maintain no, that's, this sort of... That's the thing, right? Like, I mean, to, to digress and talk about Tesla a bit, because who, who, we, we all love them anyway. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, people talk about this, like, oh yeah, they, they want to win more volume, you know, they, they want to, mm. maybe they'll, they'll cut a bit off. And I think we did talk about this a few weeks back. They, they want to like, get, mm. get more, like, they are willing to sacrifice margin to win market share. But a big part of the growth of Tesla is in China. Right and and mm. maybe you know the price cut isn't so much an offensive move to win market share in the US, but a defensive move to kind of stop losing market share and, and mind share in, in China, right? And, and may and, exactly. and Singapore and, and all these other like developing countries. So so I think there there's many many ways to think about that. Yeah. But yes, back yeah, to BYD. <laughs> but okay, so two other points we already um which I I thought is is quite interesting and and for our coconuts to look into. Right, and especially listen to the earnings call that's going to be coming up. Number one, they're looking at a luxury car line. Yeah. In fact, I think in January they released a photo of how it looks like, and it looks quite sick. Right. Okay. Um, let's let's see it come in real life first, obviously. Yeah. Um, I mean, we, we looks, all saw the cyber truck sick. like years back. Yeah. I don't think we have seen a real one. So yeah. <laughs> Sorry, back to Tesla. Always bringing I, up Tesla. Always this guy. <laughs> He he just ran free in my head. <laughs> okay. Oh yes, my yes. god. Luxury. <laughs> it's a it's a little Elon Musk literally just yelling at you in the morning. And then you wake up. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Back back to back to BYD. So number one, they're looking at luxury car line. Uh, how and where they're going to be priced, I'm not too sure. We'll find out obviously when they when they are showing you their concept hmm. and when they're going to be rolling that out. But it does it look pretty like sick in the sport. photo. It looks like a legit sports car. I mean, yes. I don't know whether it will run like a legit sports car, but it looks like a <laughs> Yeah, it does. It does. Um, yeah, and Google it, Coconuts, right? As you're going on the train right now, just have a quick look. BYD, luxury car line. 
Uh, and you can see the actually looks pretty sick. And but num- number two, right? They are moving. They're currently in China, obviously, and they're looking. You know, I think they're in Japan, Sweden, a few other European yeah, regions, Europe, something like that. Yeah. Right. But the big one that they want to go into is India, and I okay. think that's the next massive market. They go in. They own China and India in terms of monop, like you know. Big given majority, uh, like thirty like percent market share in both these countries. Yeah, exactly. Right? You, don't you don't need, need to be need too to big, win. right? Yeah. Yes. You majority market share was the word yeah. I was looking for. Yeah, and that could be thirty percent. That could be twenty five percent. It's massive. But they say that they would like to have forty percent of India's EV market by twenty thirty. That's I think that's staggering. Number one, because India prides itself on Indian made EVs, and we all know that yeah, companies out there they would do it as well, like Tatas of the world and so on. Um, but are Tatas already doing EVs? Yeah, they're venturing into EVs. Okay, but but nothing in production yet. No, I don't. I don't believe it's as advanced as BYD or Tesla or anything like that. Um, oh, they they do actually. Um, sorry, mm. just from a quick Google, they they do have electric cars in India. Yes, they do, but like I said, I don't think it's to the level of BYD yeah, and, yeah. and Tesla. Yeah. Um, but I think that's great. But also, they they got to approach that cautiously because there's a lot of you know political tension between India and China right now. Yeah. Um, as as is with the rest of the world, but uh, I think these two are massive, and if they can actually crack the India market, it's it's a game changer, right, for them. Yeah. But you know, I mean, I, I'm kind of wary, right? Like, like this is kind of the one of those. You know, if you remember 2021, huge times that that never kind of come about. I mean, mm. I don't know the Indian um, car market at all, right? Not, not even well. It's like at all. No, nothing about it. At all. Yeah. Um, literally Google Tata EV, right? <laughs> Two minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I mean, that, I think one, one, one thing to be wary about is uh, just because you win in China doesn't mean you win in India, mm. right? And I, I would say that you know, in, in China, there has been a lot of push on the infrastructure side of things to encourage EVs, right? With like charging stations, you know, rebates, that kind of stuff. Mm. Not quite sure the extent to which um, that applies in India, right? Out, outside of the first tier CDs or their equivalent of the first tier CDs because at the end of the day, India is still slightly behind on its development pathway, right? We are still talking about building, you know, enough power plants to, to provide basic electricity for you know, huge parts of the country. So, yeah. you know, and if you don't have enough power plants to have electricity, well, what, what use is an electric car? <laughs> right? <laughs> Literally, what True. is an electric car? True. So, you know, I, I think, and maybe that's why it's 2030, but I think that that's a very, very long road to go. Um, it's very, yeah. very early days. I don't know what will happen there. So maybe, maybe it works, maybe it won't. Um, if they said 40% of Indonesia, right, which is another huge market, I'll, I'll be more inclined to believe them. But 40% in mm. India, for a Chinese company, with all the tensions around so India, China, for, it just seems yeah, challenging. So for yeah, I mean I, I agree with that, right? But to to give you an update, for me, it's the fact that it's a Chinese company, not yeah. the fact of the EV uh, industry yeah. in India, right? Because there is a massive, massive push in India as well, building out um, electric infrastructures, charging stations, all of that is going out. Automakers oh, are actually at what pumping look infrastructure at what's happening as well. <laughs> <laughs> how how much of it actually gets built? well on time you know and and it's serviceable i think there remains questions to be answered right and and that's just the basic right that's just to service evs you know so Mm. i I don't know Mm. i think it's it's a bit 
to, to me, it's, it's a bit of it's something that they want to sell to investors. Um, but it's a challenging thing yeah. to to fulfill. Like. It is right, and not everyone can roll out stuff like Singapore can, right? Yeah. Obviously, and we got to give kudos to that. I think they roll it out brilliantly. Um, but I do believe there is a massive push for EV. I mean, having been in mm. India, everything the conversations that we were having was actually very much around sustainability, right? Oh, yeah. Um, so I do see that when it's going to happen, it's a question mark. And you're right, yeah. delays always happen in India. Uh, well, actually, around the globe, lah, right? Yeah, always I mean, happens. Look, it- Infrastructure yeah. is painful, um, as we, yes. I, I have learned in the last eight years of my career. Um, <laughs> Indian infrastructure is very, very painful. <laughs> mm, <laughs> you know, sure. so it, it's a challenging market, right? Which everybody wants it to have because it's English, it's a democracy, you know, no mm. Western geopolitical tensions. But at the end of the day, with all the goodwill and capital in the world, it's still a, a challenging jurisdiction to, to play in. Mm. Right, um, yeah. whether from the investing side or or from the, you know, um, actually building building stuff side. So so yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll see. Yeah, um, I think yeah, their their vision is good. I do see an upside for BYD, even if you know they take five percent of India. Like yeah, you know, they've got a whole ton of other. Countries I mean, I mean, to it's go good into. that they're being ambitious. Um, that they mm-hmm. want to do something outside of Europe and and US, which is where I think most people would be inclined towards. Right, so mm. so it's good to be ambitious. It's good to win or try to win the up and coming rather than the tried and tested. So so that's good. Yeah. Um, it's just yeah. Tough. How are they going to do execution? Like, like even even yeah. without even independent of BYD's execution, right? It's, it's how India executes to to build everything else so that you can have EVs or you can have mm. good roads for EVs mm. to run on. You know things like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, but I think good news coming from from BOID. Let's see if it can sustain. Exciting Let's see how news. how much Not more they're going to grow. But exciting, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exciting, exciting. Yeah. All right, man. Let's move on to J and J and Three M. They fought for bankruptcy. I mean, okay, that, that's the clickbait headline, right? See, I, I saw your eyes widen. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you not read this before that. No, nope. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's like you know, um, su- super, super weird and, and esoteric. Um, so you know, I'm bear with me for a bit. Yeah, so um, I think mm. uh, what 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 I found quite interesting was, you know, J and J, we think of them as baby powder, right? And and three M, yes. yeah, we we I mean post it so, and and that legendary story whatever of of innovation, but you know, I think they they also do a lot of stuff like earplugs and and things like that. So so what has been happening for many many years is that they have been facing like tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of lawsuits, right, from users for defective products. So in in the case of J and J, it was um talcum powder. Which is why you don't really see talcum yeah. powder right anymore. Um, claims of the asbestos in them, cancer concealing, whatever, right? And, and in the case of 3M, it was earplugs um, that they supplied to the US Army, right? That did not work. So everybody came out like deaf Whoa. or like with hearing loss. There's like 200,000 plus claims there. Okay, so so they, I mean, you can imagine, right? So many people suing you in the US. You have a jury who award like unreasonable damages. Like <laughs> these are huge liabilities, la. So so they, all these what these companies have been doing is, is kind of this strategy that's called a Texas two step. Um, it's not a dance. Okay. Um, it, it's just you go to Texas, okay. the US state, <laughs> right? You where they have a law that allows you to split your assets and liabilities into two different companies. So you can essentially okay. have you know your operating assets and all that in in one company, 
which is your original company, and you put all your potential liabilities in terms of lawsuits and all that into, into the second other one. one, and then file for bankruptcy. Yes, because well, they're all liabilities, <laughs> right? <laughs> and oh and, what's, my God. and what happens when you file for bankruptcy is that all lawsuits are paused because you need to settle claims amongst all creditors. <laughs> which will never happen. <laughs> yeah. So, or, or like, you know, they'll happen very, very slowly as you go and talk to everybody um, and mm. try to reach consensus. So, so yeah, that's, that's what's been going on, um, like history. And what has happened over the last week, which is news, and therefore we can talk about it today, is that there have been certain, you know, court decisions in the US that did not allow this hiving off to take place. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So, so there's a state law that ah. allows for the hiving off. Then there's yeah. um, a, a part of it uh, that other courts have come and said, no, you know, you, you can hive off, you can be in bankruptcy. We are going to let the creditors claim, we're uh, going to let lawsuits continue. So we are not pausing them, you go ahead. Right? And, and you, you still continue to get sued. And and of course, once that happened, I think J and J's share price dropped three percent. You know, which is quite big for a big company that's not very volatile. And and that three M dropped like one and a half percent. So so it's something that's seen as good for the companies that may be potentially closed off. So I thought that was interesting. Right. Oh, okay. So clearly, all of this can only happen in the US. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Texas two step. Uh, I don't know about you, but for me, that's a dance. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like a dance, right? It's, it's like quite catchy, yeah. quite cool. Even the whole explanation of what a two-step is, it's a dance. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. So what effectively has happened is that you mentioned, even though they've gone through with that, they can still continue to be sued. So, the yeah. so, so there, there were some... not stopped. Yeah, there were some relatively high like appeal cases that... There were a few judgments. I think it was like the second tier, the second highest tier of the US courts. Um, that said, yeah, you know what? This is not what it was meant for. Um, because, I mean, you think about it, right? If you're a bankrupt company and you have gone into bankruptcy protection and mm-hmm. let's say that you settle your claim for, I think in J&J, they were estimating $60 billion, right? Wow. Um, how, do you, how do you pay out the $60 billion? You have zero assets. Yeah, exactly. Right? And and how J and J got around that was by having the original company say, "I will provide a sixty billion dollar funding guarantee mm. to the um subsidiary, the new mm. subsidiary." Then the court looked at this and said, "Hey, if you have a sixty billion dollar funding guarantee, you are not bankrupt, right? Mm. I mean, you have assets, special liabilities. You are not bankrupt. Why are you here? Go away." <laughs> You know, um, bankruptcy court is for bankrupt companies. You are not bankrupt. You know, go 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 settle your stuff somewhere else. Um, mm. so so that that was the gist of their, uh, the 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 court's decision, and right. yeah, I mean, JJ said they'll appeal. It, it's an open question whether you know the US court of appeal, whatever their highest court is called, will, will allow it and and listen to the arguments that sort of thing. But 
yeah, it's it's just kind of funky. I think it's it's so US, right? Firstly, the billion dollar damages for like random stuff is very US, <laughs> yeah. and and then you know having overly convoluted processes to and overly innovative you know, mechanisms to to deal with big dollar amount problems to save shareholders money is also another very US thing. We are yeah. in late stage capitalism, man. Seriously. Ah <laughs> oh, man, <laughs> only in the US, lah, bro. This sort of things. <laughs> But yeah, I, I just thought it was like kind of interesting, like oh, you know, yeah. esoteric stuff that, that I can talk about. Wow! So it's good to see what I mean. I mean, firstly, you're not invested in NJ and J, right? Uh no, I'm not. I mean, like yeah. it, it's kind of like to me, it's kind of morally bad in the sense mm. that you have like okay, you you can deny liability, right? For for whatever reason, um, you can fight it out in courts. You can do your your legitimate, you know actions to try to win in the courts I think all that's fine but to kind mm. of hive off everything and say hey you know what I, I'm I'm denying liability but even if I'm liable I'm not going to be responsible for it I, I think that's a step too far like I, I can I can invest in like drug companies I can invest in like you know arms dealers like Lockheed Martin which is doing great but like like come on you know <laughs> if you did wrong pay up then if you didn't do wrong, then you fight it, right? You you don't yes. you don't try to have a cake and eat it and say, oh yeah, I'm I'm going to pay up. I say I'm going to do wrong, but which I deny. But even if I somebody impartial says that I did wrong, um, I'm not going to pay you, right? So so I yeah. think that's the problem. Yeah, yeah fair. Jeez, this not stop this does not put J and J in a good light, to be honest. Yeah, it doesn't. Um, and and three M. Yeah. <laughs> And three, yeah. But we we did invest, we did talk about J and J last year, right? And and maybe yeah, some coconuts out like there farmer. might have pharma, pharma, yeah, right? Pharma. So coming up with the COVID drug and and all of those things, yes. no? yeah. Um, I mean, like and the restructuring no. that they were doing and stuff like that yes. as well. Oh, I mean, if you want, we can talk about spinoffs. There's there's so many pharma spinoffs nowadays. It's kind of funky. <laughs> um, Limited yeah. liability corporations. <laughs> oh no, no, I I think the the pharma spinoffs are more to deal with. They have a very high margin like R and D, um, mm. and a very low margin like generics business. And nobody wants to do the low margin generics business, right? So they just spin it off in an IPO to to retail, and then go, ha! I'm so high margin. Look at me, give me a higher valuation, and management like makes a killing. <laughs> Yeah, what else is new? Yeah. yeah, what else is new? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I but, mean, but, this is I just mean, another Texas two step. So, <laughs> yeah, that, that one is actually legal and you know, not morally <laughs> objectionable. So, so it's fine, right? We all want to get rich. It's yeah. it's understandable. Um, but hopefully, we just don't harm people in, in the course of it. Yeah. I, I think yeah, what true. what what this kind of is kind of interesting to me is that you know, if the court rulings do happen there's a lot mm. of potential liability for all your mass market products that you don't know when you'll hit, right? Be- because, I mean, I- in a very real and, and relatively neutral way, this is a case of, uh, like, this is a step that helps companies, you know, kind of control their liabilities. No, I- even mm. even in, like, and can you imagine, okay, let's not use Tesla because we've talked about them a lot, but let's say Toyota, Right. Okay. Um. They have, for whatever reason, and let's say an unnamed car maker. They have, for whatever reason, you know, um, something in their airbags that causes a lot of people to suffer harm. You know, and, and they sell okay. the cars everywhere, right? Yeah. Um. 
if this doesn't work, if like, there's no longer a Texas two-step, then there is potentially uncapped liability, right? Short, even with like after your auto recalls mm. and whatever shit, right? There, there is going to be so much liability there. Like, how, how do your consumer companies actually work, right? Like, like you, you cannot mm. give them as big a uh, valuation because there is always that unknown specter, even if it's like 1%, 0.01% of, of stuff like that happening that literally could bankrupt a company, right? Yeah. Like yeah. like a sixty billion liability for J and J isn't nothing. You no, know, it, it's still a substantial. It's still a substantial hit. Exactly. So yeah. So if as long as your mass market product you you sell in the US, hey, this is a risk that you you kind of need to think about. Fair, fair. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so, yes, interesting. I it back good to, points made there. Yeah, I've brought it back to you know something that we can do about it rather than just ranting about <laughs> the, the unfairness of yes. you know big corporations. <laughs> Ah, well, that's uh, that's every week for us, no? Unfairness of yeah, big corporations. Yeah. No, no, no. I mean, I mean, I, I kind of like corporations that I own, you know, be a bit cutthroat and ruthless, ruthless because that's how I make money as a shareholder, right? Mm. I mean, I, I would prefer that as, a, as an employee, I would prefer they not be cutthroat and ruthless. But as a shareholder, it's like, sure, why not? Be, be cutthroat and ruthless, mm. you know, cut costs. So I, you make more money and I, I make more money. I think that it's, yeah. yeah, so so it's it's always a bit of a tension, but you know, it, yeah. it is what it is. Two ways, yeah, yeah, man. Jeez, yeah. all right. Thanks for thanks for that, Anthony. Take us through Parkway Life Read Earnings and all your right. hospital bill. Yeah, my, oh my, my hospital <laughs> was terrible. Like I, I could have, I could have gone to Capella and stayed for a few weeks. Like literally. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, anyway. Um, <laughs> But yeah, Parkway Life Read, um, in case you haven't figured it out, they lease Mount E, Mount Elizabeth, and Mount Elizabeth Novena and, and one other private hospital in Singapore. And they are operator of like aged facilities in Japan. That that's been their um that that's been the, the thing that they have been expanding in and, and they have like random properties in Malaysia, that, that sort of stuff, right? Um they are their healthcare read, you know, we covered them on stock geek out thing last year I, re- I remember doing the stock he called it and and one of the questions I, I had for Willie then was look right you know they, they have grown their dpu for at that time 14 years now 15 years that's great you know increasing dividends of 15 years is no mean feat but mm-hmm. your yield at that time was like two and a half percent right why bother mm-hmm. it, it's a two and a half percent yield you know your your returns are your total returns aren't great um slow and steady but you are totties lah what, what's the point you know, might, might as well go with like freezers or somebody with like four or five percent and you know or DPS at four percent, right? And do better. Yeah. So so I think that was the question mark that in terms of valuation. And mm. you know, we thought, oh yeah, and then after the hospital bill, they, they just had earnings last week or so. So it's not just about hospital bill. <laughs> um thought, you thought, okay, I you know, time time to like you can look at it again. And yeah, it's it's actually quite impressive to, to the point where I, I felt like, hey, maybe can really can buy, not just not just, you know, suka suka, throw money down the drain. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, okay. So what's their growth? Seven yeah, so point. growth, you know, again, still slow and steady. I think gross revenue for the year was up seven, seven and a half percent year on year. Um net property income up nine percent. The most important figure distribution per unit was like up two percent to fourteen cents. So what's, so, what's distribution yeah. per unit? Yeah, I explain that. Dividends. Okay. Yeah, I didn't read, read, they call it something different, but essentially dividends, yeah. Um, 
yeah, because it's not technically distribution. It's not technically a dividend, so I guess they call it distributions, whatever. Yeah. Right. So um yeah, and at I think the price around it's like around four dollars now, so that's three and a half percent yield. Um, slightly better than talking about it last year. I mean, well, no, you know, Singapore T bills pay you four percent. You go to CIMB fixed deposit. Um, who they should sponsor us, by the way, um, 4.1 something percent. <laughs> uh, so, you know, and that's risk free, right? That, that's FDIC, mm. SDIC insured, you know, all of that for 12 months, 18 months. This is what, 3.5%. You take on risk because they could fall, you could go under, stuff like that, right? So, you know, 3.5%, mm. you okay objectively, but, you know, you open it up to the universe of, of things that you could invest in or, you know, it, it seems a bit, that seems to be a of lack of value, right? Mm, yeah, there be- might be better options out there. Yeah, I mean, if if you just want like a, a cash return in a year, you know, you, I mean, with with the whole read, maybe there's there's a chance of it going further up, and therefore you have capital gains as well that that you know covers it. But you take risk for that, right? Mm. Uh, whereas the four percent, the four plus percent in in the the bank's FD or like Singapore T bills are like risk free. Or you, you take the risk of your government default, which is, you know, I mean, if yes. the Singapore government defaults, we have much, much bigger problems than um, whether my REIT in Singapore is paying out. Yeah. Uh, no, no, really. We've got other things with them. Yeah, we've got much, much <laughs> So in that case, right, when you said, you know, this is not just suka suka, we can freely invest. So why would you do this as opposed to putting cash in your bank? Mm, so I think that there's a few things, right? One is, you know, um, like any money into something like this, uh, like if fifteen if fifteen years of like consistent dividend growth is attractive to you, then I think it kind of mm. means that when you buy a company like this, you are not buying it for fifteen months, right? It, it's something that you mm. want to hold longer term because you believe that it can consistently grow. So I think that that's one. Okay. Um, yeah. Two is you know I mean cash is great and all that. But if let's say or like FDs and all that are fantastic, I just put quite a bit of money in, in there for the next six months. But you know, if you want to have if you if you still want to invest, if you want to grow it more than four percent, right, or for the longer term, then hey, you you in this economic climate, you want something that's relatively defensive, you want something that does well in recessions, you want something that, you know, doesn't disappear overnight. Right and you know some uh, a read that is very very stable like this compared to let's say um you know Asia Pay TV Trust right which pays ten I think nine ten percent dividend yields a year but it's, it's super risky mm. yeah. uh with, with with not a very clear business model I think that is probably you know something that we can look at right that that is a bit more preferable like if you want to be defensive you know instead of only buying Sheng Shiong. You know, you can, you can look at stuff like, you know, healthcare reads, right? Yeah. And I think, you know, like if you, like we, we I mean, you can go and listen to Stock Geek Out. There, there was, we went into quite a bit of detail about how it works and how it operates. But I think importantly, you know, in, in this rising rate environment, a um, few things to highlight is that their gearing is relatively low at 36%. You know, um, they have, their debt is mostly at fixed costs. So, so they have either hedged it out mm. or they just took out a fixed rate load at one, 1.08 or 1.09%. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Right, so, right. so it's extremely low debt costs. Um, I think not, and this is including the risk-free rate, right? Including SOFR or whatever stuff. Mm. So not like SOFR is 3% itself. So, so this is really, really low rates. Um, their revenues, you know, they, they lease out hospitals. Every year, the rents increase, right? And, every, and they are supposed to increase every year by at least CPI plus 1%. So, you know, no matter how high inflation is, your rent next year will be higher than that. Yeah. Right? Yeah, so, yeah. so if you are worried about high inflation, uh, well, in Singapore, well, not, not, not super much to worry about. Right? And, you know, they, I mean, they have foreign currency exposure because of the Japanese and the Japanese properties and all that. But at the end of the day, it's, it's kind of like they, they have a natural hedge because their revenues are also in Japanese yen. And for the parts that don't aren't really hedged out, you know, they, they do fixed currency swaps and all that to hedge it. So it isn't like, I mean, you, people worry about like Japanese depreciating too much, the, the government looking, losing control of the JGBs, all that sort of thing. But, you know, mm. if it's hedged out, there, there's some offsetting. Um, there's some set off, so uh, you probably won't die too much, right? So, so I think okay. that that is probably the case I'll make for Parkway Life. It's going to be very stable, very defensive. You can use it to ride it out over the next year and a half, two years, three years, right? However long a recession takes, and you you you'll do decently, right? You you won't be fantastic. It won't be like fifty percent returns a year, but hey, you know, with with a bit of luck, a bit of volatility, you can really get 8-9% at a very, very low variance. There you go. Right. So that would be a reason. Of course, you're taking yep. on some risk, but it might be better than SA, right? It's yeah. effectively where I was going to come up. If, uh... <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, I think that's that's a good one. How do we go about learning more about this or um, investing in this? Uh, I mean, you can you can buy your Mumu. Tiger, Mumu, IBKR, um, DBS Vickers. I mean, it's a Singapore stock, right? So All over. Where, wherever. I mean, anywhere in Singapore. La, so, so, you know, wherever yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You, you can think about buying stocks, you can probably buy them. Um, you, exactly. you should probably own it in CDP. So, so, one of the local brokerages rather than a custodian one like everyone else. But, you know, mm. do you have to pay higher fees for that. La? So, so, I think that's something to weigh. And yeah, um, listen to our stock geek out from many many moons ago. Uh, I think that, that was quite an interesting one. Um, no, where the 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 left. downside risks that we were thinking of like kind of came through and like kind of got mitigated over the course of the year. So yeah, kind of fun. Yeah, exactly. But by the way, Anthony, just to let you know we do have some international viewers. Okay, this oh. is a global show. But yes, oh, anyway. okay. We do, we do. <laughs> great. All of you should come by Singapore Reads, you know, add liquidity to our market. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Okay. Not joking on that front. We do have some international visitors, uh, listeners. So thank you so much. Yeah, no no for, withholding for tax, listening. you know, no capital gains tax <laughs> in Singapore. Um, your local yeah, we're bringing tax, back to your country. Maybe there yeah, was. Uh, that, yeah. that one, not, your, not my problem, your problem. Right? So yeah, yes, Singapore reads the way to go. <laughs>
Awesome, man. Uh, I think that was a good ending as well. Coconuts, hope you um, know what the bill is that Anthony went through and uh, uh, how, his lobster, uh, how his lobster fried rice was. Wait, lo- lobster clay pot rice was. Lobster chicken clay pot rice. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then we had like lobster thermidor. We had some like abalone soup, that sort of thing. So, I mean, it, it's sad that my kid went to hospital, la, but the, the food was quite good. Okay. Some some silver linings. La. Yeah, some, some silver lining. When you're stuck in a room for five days, you know, some silver lining. Awesome, awesome, man. Well, good to know that your kid is better. Um, and uh, Coconuts, thanks again for listening. Hope you learned a thing or two. And, and let us know if you um, have any further questions or want us to do certain things. Yeah, or want us to cover any, more Singapore reads. Oh, so much earnings. For yeah. So exciting. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Um, once again, hope you're back to work. Um, traveling every day, traveling every day after Ooh. Chinese New Year break. <laughs> MIT is so anyway. crowded. No more seats. Yeah, it's so crowded, man. Go and on that no note, or lunch. yeah. On that note, we will see you folks next week. Take care. All right. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode with me, Rakesh, and trust that you learned something today. If you enjoyed the session and want to be part of the banter. Join our community Telegram group or follow us on social media. We also have a weekly newsletter to get a digest of the news we covered. To sign up, please click the description below. As always, we love your feedback. So share that with us at hello at thefinancialcoconut.com. Thanks and stay safe.